it's your girl Haley Ryan here with another pregame podcast. Jaden Woodby is who you'll be hearing from today, a football player at Florida State University. Yeah, that's right. He's kind of a big deal, has like a zillion followers on Instagram and Twitter. But let me tell you that the story of how he got to Florida State is not your typical scholarship offer, acceptance, all that yada, yada, yada. It's really unique, and it also shows how important social media is today in many random parts of your life. Jaden grew up with standards in his house, and some of those he still lives by today, and some of those which he will live by in his future. So stay with us as we hear from Jaden and how his journey has been unique, to say the least, right here on the Pregame Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Winning Edge Retreat podcast. I am here with J-Dub today, Florida State sophomore football player from California, and he's in Florida now, so that's not hard. J-Dub, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. How about you? How you doing? I'm good. I'm just glad that we're getting this conversation in. I mean, starting off, you're a big recruit for football. Um, so kind of walk us through how that recruiting process was for you. Okay, so, I mean, first, I was committed to Ohio State pretty much all of my junior year. And then towards the end of my senior year, I've always wanted to go to Florida State since I was little, since I was about 13. You know, I went to the national championship game with my brother and everything. Kelvin Benjamin caught the game with a touchdown in front of us. So, (laughs) you know, I was kind of hooked on Florida State ever since then. I've always had them in the back of my mind, you know, for whatever school I was going to go to if I didn't go here. But I realized there was an opportunity to actually go to FSU when, uh, you know, the coaching change happened because none of those coaches, you know, really recruited on the West Coast. And I knew that Coach Taggart was a West Coast guy. So, you know, I mm-hmm. made a tweet, posted it out there. And about like an hour or so later, you know, I ended up getting the offer. What was and the tweet? It was a tweet. That was based on a picture or a photo or video of somebody, you know, playing DB at one of the colleges that I was getting recruited by. And I basically quoted it saying, you know, I'm going to win the Jim Thorpe. And then some FSU fan, you know, he commented um, in Garnet and Gold. And then I quoted his tweet. And then I said, no, because FSU is dumb enough to never offer me. And an hour later. Yeah. Then an hour later, they end up offering me and I'm here. So what was that when you had to um, say kind of back out of Ohio State? What what did you tell them? I mean, you know, I just told them, like, this is a school that I've always wanted to go to since I was little. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to let an opportunity like this pass me up, you know, regardless of the situation that Florida State went through last the year before I got there. You know, I knew that. Mm-hmm. This is that was still the place that I wanted to go. So, you know, I just I told him I told Ohio State, I told USC because USC was coming at me uh, pretty strong towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, a, it was a tough phone call, you know, because I had really good relationships with both of those coaches. But, you know, I felt like it was the best thing for me to do, you know, just to call them and let them know from hearing it from me rather than them just seeing it, you know, on Twitter or any type of social mm-hmm. media. What was your family's take on, you know, you're committed somewhere and then, I mean, obviously it's your dream to play at Florida State, but how, how did they, you know, just support you throughout that process? 
honestly, they were going to support me if I went to USC, if I went to Ohio State, if I went to Florida State, if I went to, even if I went to a, a local community school, they was going to support me wherever, mm-hmm. you know, because their main, their main thing with me was making sure that I get my education before anything else, you know, because they know that sports is only going to take you so far. Playing sports is only going to take you so far. That was what they told me. And I just stuck with it. And what about your parents? Were your parents athletes in college or did they do any sports or anything? Well, my dad, he played high school, not high school. <laughs> he played college football at <laughs> USC. Yeah, he played college football at USC for a little while. Then he played on the 49ers for like a year or two. And then that was pretty much it. So you come from football athletic family, clearly. Yeah. So I know you have an older brother. Did he play any sports or, you know, what's going on with him? What has he been to you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, he played sports until his freshman year of high school. Then that's kind of when he stopped. But I mean, other than that, he came to like all of my football games and everything. You know, just like my dad, he tried to help me become a better football player. So, you know, he'll be out there doing some drills with me here and there. And my dad would do some drills with me, too. But he's just been a good support system, too. So your dad played at USC um, and then the 49ers. Obviously, he has plenty of experience. How has he helped you not just on the field, but off the field? I mean, I know that you're freaking verified on Instagram and you have <laughs> almost almost yeah. 20,000 followers. I mean, your dad had to have gone through a little bit of that, not so much social media, but how has he helped you in, you know, just dealing with all that and the fans and all that stuff? I mean, honestly, he just told me everything that I need to do in order to get to where I want to get to is be able to put my brand out there the right way and, mm-hmm. you know, just find the right people to connect with. So that's been helping me out a lot. He's been, he's been doing that for me since I was little. How did you uh, get to that many followers on Instagram? Was that before or after you were at Florida State? Before I got to Florida State on Instagram, I had 10,000. And then on Twitter, I had 10,000 as well. So, so what, do mean, you, what do you do with all those notifications? I mean, I mean, it kind of helps. Like it kind of does, like kind of not help, but it modifies it on my phone. So when I get like a uh, lot of likes, it won't. Yeah. Like my phone. It Mr. Won't Big just, Time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, aside from uh, managing your thousands of followers, uh, how has it been for you, you know, managing football and obviously you're competing at a very high level and you have big aspirations, but how do you um, juggle all of that with, you know, academics and then, you know, extracurricular things that you're involved in? Well, the way that I manage it is just by writing my schedule out every day. You know, I have a set plan while I'm here and pretty much every hour is valuable. No hour goes mm-hmm. unwasted on my schedule. I mean, I'm taking 18 hours right now. I'm a part of three organizations on campus. One is called SAC. Student Athlete Advisory Council. I'm a part of the Unity Council, which is pretty much the people on the football team who make like executive decisions for the team and then go to the head coach about certain things that we should and shouldn't do. 
And then I'm a part of this organization called Braza. It's like the Brazilian Student Association. I'm not a Brazilian mm-hmm. student, but I can speak Portuguese, so it's pretty cool. You okay, know, so hold up. Say something in Portuguese. Uh, I can say oi to the bang. That's just hello, how are you? What else you want me to say? I can probably say a couple of things. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Uh, tell me oh, what. You can say, okay, I'll say ahead. I don't know is il não sei or sei lá. Like, I don't know. How sei lá. Yeah, say la. Say la. Okay, so yeah. say la, what you should say in Portuguese. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, let's hold on. Pause really quick. Where did you learn to speak that? Um, well, my girlfriend, you know, she kind of helped me learn it because that's what language she speaks. And I mean, I just watch videos on YouTube, movies on uh, Netflix. And then I downloaded this little Portuguese book on my computer and I've been studying it and trying to learn it ever since like i'm not completely fluent but i mean i can understand what people are saying to me and i can hold a Mm -hmm. conversation i I can survive (laughs) yeah you can survive if you're ever in portugal i mean okay and too because i'm curious speaking of your girlfriend every photo of her you uh like to tag little sarcastic captions (laughs) i see so uh, what's what's that about oh i actually got it from one of my um like one of my older friends, he goes to South Carolina and he would do that with his girlfriend. Like whenever he posted a picture with his girlfriend on there, he would, he would post that. Like he would be like, Oh, you thought. So I was like, <laughs> bro, that's pretty funny. So I started doing it and you know, fans and um, some of my friends and stuff, they would DM me and then they'll be like, man, you got to do that for every picture. Like that's really, that's really like smart and really unique. So it is. I mean, I I mean you don't that. see that. Yeah. What was the last one? I think I looked at it. <laughs> yeah, the Psych, last one. Was you mind craze again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is? Oh, I love it. I think that's hilarious. Um, okay, well, back to your organization. So you talked a little bit about the Unity Council, um, and for SAC, you're the mental liaison. So, um, how did you come into that role? The reason I picked that one is because I know how important mental health is mm-hmm. for a student athlete. Like all of the things that we go through every day, you know, in my in my opinion is not everybody can do it, you know, and if it was easy, then everybody would do it. Right. But it's just like all of these certain things that people have to be aware of and student athletes need to be aware of. So, I mean, that's why I picked to be a part of that one. And did you go to the, uh, just curious, I know that because I'm the president of our SAC council here. So yeah. I, I mean, I know mental health is like the push for this year. So how, how has that been for your Florida state SAC? I mean, how, how have you helped, you know, push mental health and make people more aware of it? Well, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get this organization to come in where we have like a pretty much like a field day where everybody can just be a kid again, like like a big recess day, like how you had in elementary, mm-hmm. like all of these games and stuff that you can play, then maybe a um a movie playing on the baseball screen. Because mm-hmm. we want to have it on the baseball field, you know, so pretty much like that, you know, just providing food and everything. And then just having, you know, people coming around and talking to everybody about mental health, about ways where you can help if you're going through anxiety or if you're going through depression or if you're having panic attacks or any of those things, 
you know, just having it be in a cool, fun environment so we can be able to to retain more information and it can be more interactive. And how have you, I mean, this might be kind of personal, but how have you, you know, you said not everybody could be a student athlete and, you know, take on all of that. So has that ever affected you in any way? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of affects you. Like, especially I can't speak on other sports. I can only speak on football, but Mm -hmm. I know that for me and for some of my other teammates who I've discussed it with, you know, it's really, really hard sometimes to get your adrenaline back down after football practice and then be able to go to class calm and cordial. It's, mm-hmm. it's really hard. You know, it takes a little while for your adrenaline to go back down for you to, you know, just get back regular into being a regular human being. Because when you're on a football field, you have to be crazy. You know, you have mm-hmm. to do all of these crazy things. So what about Amplify? You're the vice president of that organization? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the president so- of the, your vice president chair. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Yeah. What does that organization do? What do you do there? Um, pretty much we just figure out ways where we can help get the voices of this of the student body, athletes and uh regular students, you know, just get their voices heard, you know, things that mm-hmm. they want to do. Like if they want better food in a certain part of the school, then we're gonna try and find a way to get that provided for them. If we want there to be possibly like more events where student athletes can interact with one another, then we're going to try and find events and try to find things that we can do in order to satisfy that need. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to all of these organizations that you're a part of, why do you think that's important for you to be involved in them? I feel like I have a voice and I feel like I'm able to express my voice very, very strongly. So, I mean, I feel like why not? You know, why not use this opportunity and why not use my, not my gift, but, you know, the drive and the resources Mm -hmm. that I have and why not give it to other people? Right. And I know you put in your um, application that you've been in contact with a lot of industry professionals and um, stuff like that. So, I mean, is that all just opportunities through these organizations and through football and or where do they come from? Yeah, a lot is through football. A lot is through, um, actually, like my dad, he owns his own hair salon, hair salon and barbershop in L.A. So, I mean, oh, wow. there's been That's a couple so cool. of people and like a couple of famous people who've been through there that's talked to me, like former USC players. I know that Richard Sherman, his cousin, works at my dad's shop. I never got to meet Richard Sherman yet, but I mean, my dad <laughs> Not has. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, well, yeah. I mean, that's who else has been through your dad's shop? I mean, what? Um, Stevie Wonder. You're kidding. Mm-mm. Stevie Wonder has been through my dad's shop. He's been actually a oh couple of times. God. Well, I need to know where this shop is. So next time <laughs> I'm in LA, I'm just going to yeah. sit right outside of it and see who comes in and out. <laughs> yeah, that'll be pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I mean, how has it been? I mean, talking about L.A. and that's where your dad is. How has it been being away from your family? I mean, you're really far. How, how have you handled that? I handled it pretty well. I think, you know, it sucked the first couple of months. But then after that, you know, my mom and my dad, they come out every other month. And my mom comes out every month, at least once. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, the homesickness 
isn't really homesickness anymore because I mean, my mom is mm-hmm. pretty much out here every month. Right. Yeah. So I know that you were an ESPN freshman All-American and you were only the ninth true freshman to start at Florida State since 1999. I mean, that's big. You know, that's not something that many people can say that they've done. So especially being an All-American as a freshman, how was that all of that for you? It was, I mean, this in the humblest way possible, but yeah, it was a standard and it was expected. You know, anything else was uncivilized. Like my parents always stressed greatness and excellence. So mm-hmm. we we held myself to high standards. So wherever I right. went, I was going to have over a 3.0 GPA. I was going to be on the dean's list. I was going to be a starter. I was going to contribute. I was going to be a big voice on the student campus. I was going to meet, you know, uh, multiple people helping me become a better, uh, better person, a better business person. Like we had all of these big goals and all of these, um, you know, these big things set up for me. So I'm just pretty much just, you know, checking them off the list now. And that was Mm -hmm. just one of the things that it was no doubt in my mind. I was going to go somewhere and I was going to start like that was my mindset from the jump. Yeah. I'll be able to learn on the way, but I'm going to have a starting spot and a starting job. So, you know, it wasn't really anything. It wasn't like any pressure or anything because Mm -hmm. that's what I've been in pressure since high school. I've right. been to, I went to the number, number two high school in the United States. Mm-hmm. So we were, on, we were always on the, on the spotlight, no matter what game right. we played. So speaking of, you know, you said you have a standard and you have a set of things on your list that you're just checking off now. So if now I'm a knock on wood, some crazy thing happened and football wasn't your future, then what is your standard you know, what is your set of goals that you'll have if for some reason football doesn't work out? Well, my goal is to be a urban planner. And okay. what that basically consists of is just helping develop cities, helping them become mm-hmm. better than what they are. So like, for instance, like the Flint water, Michigan crisis, like mm-hmm. an urban planner would go in there and figure out what's going on, how it's happening, what can we do to um, fix it? And then we'll fix it. Or like, for instance, like in Tallahassee, like if there's a high school that's underdeveloped or elementary school that's underdeveloped and the students there are not being able to give, they're not given the right, like the perfect opportunity to grow and to Mm -hmm. be the students that they're supposed to be. Our urban planner will come in there and figure out like, okay, we need to pretty much like help develop this part of the school, help develop this part of the uh, city to give these kids a better opportunity. So, I mean, that's, that's the job. And I feel like it's like morally, morally acceptable, morally satisfying for me to do that. Something that you can look at yourself in the mirror every day. Yeah. So J-Dub, how did you find out about the winning edge? How did I find out? Okay. In the unity council meeting, actually, Mm -hmm. we had a meeting and then they, they talked about the winning edge of tree. And then I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to figure out what this is. And then I saw, Will Baggett, and then I saw Maria Taylor. And I was like, both of them came and spoke to us, and they were really good speakers. Both of them were. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I got to find a way to get into this because I want to go. Yeah. And right. I mean, you know, I went to compliance. I went to, you know, my director of player personnel. I went through all of them, 
you know, to figure out how to get a part of this. And I mean, we're here. There we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you, I mean, besides the fact that more great speakers are going to be there and Will and Maria will be there. What are you looking forward to getting out of this? I just want to f- know how they think, you know, what got them to where they are and mm-hmm. what are some tips and some things that they can give me in order to better myself as a person, business wise, right. financial wise, and just uh, overall person wise. And what is something that you're going to bring to the retreat this year? I mean, I know you said you have a voice. I can already tell you're outgoing. But I mean, is that what What are you going to bring? I'm going to just bring everything. Anything that you're thinking <laughs> of, I'm going to bring it. Pretty much. <laughs> anything I'm thinking of. If y'all right. got a piano, I can play it. <laughs> By the way, just a little R- fun okay, fact. Okay, just another fun fact. Oh, besides the fact that you speak Portuguese, just another fun fact. <laughs> Yeah. So now did you learn the piano growing up? Um actually all right so I graduated early from uh from high school. So I mm-hmm. needed to take a class, like a visual arts class. So I told my mom and my academic advisor at my high school, I was like, just throw me in a class and it was like, All right, well we'll put you in a piano class and at first I wasn't too happy about it because I was like, No nobody wants to play a piano. And then when, yeah, like when they actually taught me how to play it, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, that's a, that's a special skill. Yeah. I tried to do it when I was young and I was just not with it. So I'm I'm jealous that you know how to do that. Um, but all right, Jaden, is there anything, I mean, thanks for being on this call. Um, I know it's been a long time coming to get this podcast, but, uh, yeah. It was great. And I'm really excited that um, you're going to be in Atlanta. I know that Karina and Maria are going to be really happy to have you there with just all your energy and your positivity and your voice and just mostly your willingness to just give back. I mean, that's what they're about. So um, before we hang up, is there anything else you want to say? Mm, no, none really. I'm just excited that, you know, I get to go and experience this good opportunity. So I'm going to make the most of it. All right, guys. Well, Insta Verified J-Dub is going to be in Atlanta with us this summer. Um, We look forward to being with you and just learning from you and uh, seeing what you get out of the retreat. So thanks for being on the call, Jaden. All right. Thank you. You guys, Jaden is definitely changing the game already. And I cannot wait to see what he takes away from the retreat and how he puts it to use. Don't forget, if you want more hashtag game-changing info, head over to our website, winningedgeleadership.org. You can also find out more about how hashtag we game change every single day on our Instagram and Twitter handles at the we leadership or by going to our LinkedIn or Facebook pages.